0: The hard shoulder with Kieran Cuddihy with Nissan on News Talk. You're welcome back to the show, Kieran Cuddihy, with you until seven o'clock, and it gives me great, great pleasure to welcome the still independent Senator David Norris uh, to studio for the Thursday interview. Um, soon to be former Senator, how does that feel?
1: Well, it feels great uh, because, first of all, I'm eighty, just about eighty. I'll be 80 next July. And um, I think it's time to give other people a chance and younger people because we need younger voices in the Senate. Um, And it's mainly the independent university senators who provide that independence.
0: Do you tend to look back at something, you know, after something like this in your life? Are you kind of a reflective person? No. No, I don't don't look
1: back. Frank O'Connor said the characteristic of the Irish people was the backward look. I think that's a mistake. I don't think we should be always looking back and I tend not to.
0: Do you think Frank O'Connor was right though? I do. Yeah.
1: Oh, I do, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Irish people are always, people are still bellyaching
0: about the famine. Why do, I mean, you, why do, you, think, why do you think you're immune from that?
1: Maybe because I'm half English <laughs> and they're a complete mixture. My father was English and uh, my mother was good Fitzpatrick. Uh, who are the only Fitzes that are not Norman. Yeah, that's our great distinction.
0: Uh, yeah, they're MacGillifawdrecks, is that? They are absolutely yes, exactly. well yes. done. as opposed oh, to Fitzgerald's. MacGillifawdrecks. Oh, Garamila, Garamila, Um So, uh, w- how did that inform your identity or your sense of self growing up, being half English, half Irish? Or did you ever think about it? Didn't
1: make any difference.
0: Really, yeah? No. No, Do you think it except, made a difference in the eyes of other people though?
1: Well it did because some people uh, some of the kids uh, I had um, a rally motor bicycle with a Union Jack on the front and uh, they kind of pelted me with stones. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you didn't stick the Union Jack on it did you?
1: No it was there already. It was just there it was, oh, the sticker. was there a sticker.
0: Part of the emblem. Oh yes oh, Yeah uh, But because you had the, the 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 dad and the accent They decided Well
1: the accent didn't come From my father
0: Oh where did that come from? It came from my Irish relations They all spoke like this Oh God They had oh, notions
1: yeah. No they had They, they, they had a, <laughs> a sense of themselves Oh I see I see They knew who they were And, and they who the were they? To prove it. Well they were originally The kings of Osry. Uh, And then they kind of declined and uh, became uh, Lord Castletown, which was, you know.
0: Mm. Would you believe that I was walking down High Street in Kilkenny about a month ago and Martin Costello, who's a jeweller in Kilkenny, asked, could he take my DNA? And why he was taking my DNA is he was taking the DNA of people who have names, Surnames from that part of the world. Yes. So Brennan's and Graces, Powers, Cudahy's Heffernans, Hennessys—all this type of thing—and uh, he was trying to map who was and wasn't related to the kings of Osry. Going well, back, very interesting. There you go now. yeah we could be long lost cousins is absolutely. the point, David. That's how, what I... how,
1: absolutely, how lovely. I'm delighted to have a distinguished cousin like <laughs> yourself. <laughs> well, heard I'm... all over the known world.
0: We, well, we haven't got the results of the DNA test back yet. Uh, Martin is still working on that. Um, so, when you were growing up, um, had you political ambitions? No. No. No.
1: Because I, I think partly because I was gay, I thought politics was for real people and I didn't feel completely real. Explain that. Well, I mean, uh, I can't explain it except saying that I didn't feel that my reality was as precious as uh, other people who were not gay. That was a concealed part of my life, yes.
0: So, that what, you you had to be... Not very well concealed. Yeah, but you, you had to be... You had to be entirely yourself to be a politician, but you couldn't be entirely yourself? Is that what you mean?
1: Yes, Exactly.
0: Okay. Um, And at what point in your life did you start to feel you could be entirely yourself?
1: Well, first of all, well, I got involved with Mary Robinson Hmm. in her first campaign. Uh, And that kind of gave me ideas because apart from anything else, you got a free mail shot. And at that stage, the Trinity constituency was only 11,000 people. But 11,000 people who were opinion formers, Mm. educated people, I mean, that was very significant. And so I used that uh, to plant my subversive notions uh, in the Irish people. And in 1977, I was the first person in Ireland to put abortion uh, as uh, an issue that should be addressed. Nobody else was prepared to touch it.
0: Can you remember the reaction at the time?
1: I don't think there was that much. No, I don't think there
0: was that mm. much. And is that, a, no offence, was that a reflection of your uh, political standing that there well, was not was. much well, reaction absolutely. to? I, I was nobody. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I mean, the, the Trinity electorate uh, took uh, 10 years and six elections, including by-elections, to elect me. They were very cautious about me And in well, the beginning. But since then, my... Uh, uh, majority has gone up and up mm. and up and up and then straight
0: line through the ceiling. How do you <laughs> interpret that? What do you put that down to?
1: Well, I think it's the result of people saw the, the work I could do uh, and they, 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 they were pleased with it. Um, I mean, and then when I got into the Senate, I started the Foreign Affairs Committee. Um, we did. We were unusual in Europe in that we were one country that did not have a Foreign Affairs Committee and I rectified that. Um, and uh, then myself, John Crown and Sean Barrett from Trinity uh, saved the Senate when Ender tried to abolish it I mean, Ender's an extremely decent man but where he got this mad notion I simply
0: do not know uh, Bring me back the, to that time, to that campaign um, Did it come entirely out of the blue, this suggestion to abolish the the, the Yes. Were, were there rumblings of it? No
1: No, there weren't it was just something that End got into his head.
0: And how I don't know. Did you as you say? I think you you would have gotten on personally well with Ender Kenny. Oh, very much. I like him. He's so a very decent man. What did did you speak to him about it personally about this idea to abolish the Shannon?
1: No, I just opposed it vigorously. <laughs>
0: <sighs> and what, remind us what the argument was. like, So, in other words, I guess what I'm asking by extension is what, what does the Senate bring to Irish life?
1: Well, the Senate is a reviewing chamber. It's not intended to be antagonistic to the government. Uh, we support issues that we agree with and we object to issues and put a, a, a clear, uh, logical argument uh, against those ideas in which we do not believe. And then we leave it to... to the government to decide mm. if they are persuaded by our arguments. Uh, and you know, we, we go at it, I mean, the Senate is far from useless. I mean, uh, if you remember the, the, the business of the, um, uh, the justice ministry and the appointments and all this kind of stuff, I mean, we dealt with that. We put down hundreds of amendments and mm. we argued the toss, myself and, and Michael McDowell particularly. We were extremely vigorous on there.
0: Mm. That's, but that's more the function. What's the value?
1: Well, the value is that it, it reviews. It, it looks for uh, mistakes uh, in, in legislation. Uh, we tease it out and paragraph by paragraph. And that's what the Senate is for. And that's what it does. And that's its value. And it is extremely valuable. Will you miss that element of the work? I will. I will miss the Senate very much. But I still have dining privileges, so I will go in and out. Oh, will you? As
0: a former senator, you can stay going in and out.
1: Well, you have to pay for your meals. But, um, you know, you're still able to go in and keep in touch, and that's very useful. And also you have access to the member's bar. Mm. Uh, And there is a place where you pick up a
0: lot of uh, very interesting Gossip. I'm sure, I'm sure you do. Yes. Um are you still like as as um passionate about George and Dublin as you yes, always were.
1: Absolutely. And I mean as I look up North Great George's Street where yeah. I live, um, I'm delighted because it was in great difficulty. Uh several of the houses have been partially demolished at the end of the street. Um, many of the others were in, in great difficulty. And um, I launched a campaign and uh, uh, I was involved in the positive transfer of ownership of 12 out of the 48 houses, including the James Joyce Centre. Mm-hmm. I mean, it had very little to do with...
0: I was going to ask, what what has that building to do with Joyce?
1: Very little, <laughs> except that uh, McGinney... The dancing master who Mm. floats in and out of the pages of Ulysses, he's in the margins, really. Yeah. Very small character. But he had his dancing academy in in the...
0: Oh, I see. uh,
1: And I used that.
0: Well, sure, look, anything will do.
1: Dublin Corporation got the idea from what I said, apparently, I don't know why, uh, that um, Joyce had lived in the house
0: Okay, all right. Okay. You and you didn't dissuade them of that what? fact. No, Absolutely no, not. It was just bliss. Yes, Take exactly. Bliss
1: away from people.
0: <laughs> um today the street then looks very different from what it might have looked like. Yes, it does. Um do you And
1: that is thanks yeah. to the people who uh hung on in there. I mean, um uh, uh my neighbors, uh, several of them uh, uh had houses and and uh, restored them and so on yeah. very lovingly.
0: Um do do you lament that similar similar things didn't happen in other parts of dublin other parts of georgian dublin?
1: Well, I think what you have to do is save the best. Yeah, okay. Of the architecture and we have done that very largely. Um we have the great squares. Yeah. Uh, Mountjoy Square. Um uh um uh, Parnell Square uh Fitzwilliam Square all these sort of places and they are they are quite beautiful and they are intact and that is a great thing uh, it is a pity that the ESB were allowed to demolish uh their row of houses because that was the longest uninterrupted uh, georgian streetscape in the world.
0: Oh, this is like the original SB bit. This is back yeah. in the when was this? the Sixties? Something. Yeah. Like that, yes. Yeah. What do you make of the new building that has replaced awful. it? Oh, really? Just yeah, as awful. It's just ghastly. Well, so it would you, fit in? But what would you have done? A kind of what, like a faux Georgian facade? You well, know, I wouldn't have knocked them down in the first place. Why? Well, yeah, I can't go back into. You told me you're not backwards looking now, so don't go back in time. Don't change that now. Oh no, I'm not.
1: I'm not <laughs> looking back. I'm being back
0: um, in the moment OK well listen it has happened and it's been knocked down and that building that replaced them has been uh, refurbished but obviously not a fan um,
1: well you see they stick out Yeah. they're obviously not yeah. part of the same uh, plot so I think that's a pity you know um, but there you are that it's happened and as you say with nothing we can do about it
0: no nothing we can't do about it
1: except learn
0: Um. Do you think we're good at learning?
1: I hope so, yes, because I was yeah. a teacher for many years Yeah. in Trinity. And I loved that.
0: I really enjoyed what it. What did you love about teaching?
1: I loved the way of exploring literature and making it come alive and be vibrant for the students. And I used to uh, make my points, but I would always illustrate them by quotation. You know, uh, so that made it relevant to the students. Mm. And I was exploring it with them. There was there's always something new to find in literature, in
0: well, great literature. Was there parts of the curriculum that you enjoyed more than others? Like, I mean, was there a certain area that every year you'd get around to it and you think, "This is great now. I I love these next few weeks when we're delving into well, ABC. I love Joyce, of course. Yeah,
1: I mean that was that was my main thing. I ran a whole a year long. Uh, series of, of uh, 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 discussions about about Joyce. Uh, so that was very good. I mean, Trinity originally had me talking about poetry, a subject about which I knew absolutely nothing. <laughs> but I decided to look and see what is poetry? Mm-hmm. Is it rhyme? Well, there are lots of poems that are unrhymed. Uh, is it the length of the stanza, like a sonnet and so on? Well, no, it isn't.
0: So it's quite difficult to uh, to, define poetry yeah. and how, did, you, did you get to a definition how I do remember, you define remember, poetry now
1: I remember Brendan Kennelly uh, who was great fun saying to me um, there was a young man from Ferry and Pollux. who went up to the sea into the sea up to his ankles another six inches and it would have been poetry but that's prose <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like that that is great. Well,
1: it's good to laugh, isn't it? It is you know, great to I, laugh. That's one of the most refreshing and renewing things about life.
0: Um, are you? Are you generally then a, a kind of an ebullient, uh, upbeat person?
1: I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I was born happy. Yeah. My mother said I was always happy, even as a child, playing on my own. I was very mm. contented.
0: And and through, say, kind of. Lonely legal battles into the 80s, trying well, to get into the that Senate lonely. and not getting in, and yeah, like all, but, but, through all but, but, of that, but, you, you remained upbeat. Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Through those legal battles, were you were you always convinced? You're obviously always convinced of the righteousness of your case. We you always convinced you'd win. Yes. Really? Uh,
1: yes. Uh, Donald Barrington, uh, who. I approached originally to, to take a brief... He became a Supreme on, Court. George, he did, he, and now? that's why he had to leave my
0: case. Okay, that's right.
1: Um, but uh, he said to me, it'll be long and difficult, but you will win in the end.
0: Mm. Yeah. Was there ever Such a point... Such a nice man. Yeah. Was there ever a point, though, you thought this is too long and difficult?
1: No. no. Not at all. Because the more it went on, the more publicity we had. And homosexuality was not mentioned. I mean, sexuality in the 1960s was hardly mentioned at all. And certainly there was no suggestion of of homosexuality. Mm. Um, So uh, it was important to get it into the newspapers. And as a result of my cases, it was front page, day after day after day. It was great.
0: And in the wake of your retirement announcement, you know, when people reflect and talk about you know, those legal battles and your own career. Do you enjoy that? Do you kind of soak it up the, the uh, I guess, all the positivity that's directed in your direction?
1: It's very nice and people are extremely kind. Yeah. I think it's probably because I've got old. <laughs> I think so, yeah. <laughs> I do, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, ni- but it's nice, but it's nice. People have started helping me across the street
0: Yeah. Not, not just back yet. That That is in the future. But isn't it nice, though, to hear people say these things, usually you have to wait until you're dead before people say these things. Yes. So it was yes. very shrewd of you to retire, actually.
1: What a good idea. What yes, a good all. idea. Yes. Listen. But it also means I, I give a chance to other people. Yeah. You know, I think that is important.
0: Yeah. Well, listen, I've really enjoyed having the chat, David. Thank you
1: so much. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, and enjoy... And seeing all the other people in here, like... Uh, Henry. Oh and, yeah, she. Yeah, You'd you have
0: known like, so many of them well, and Mark. Sean. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I know Susan Carl's not here anymore, Susan, but you and Susan. She was Susan so lovely.
1: We did a worked series so well of, together. Of, yeah. Sundays Norris on Sunday. I think it was called.
0: Yeah. Well, listen. Susan was a great colleague as well for all of us in here. Uh, listen. How is she? Uh, she? She is well. Last well, time I heard, yeah she nice. is well. Uh, yeah. She is well, enjoying life. You know, Susan will always plough her own furrow. Yes, absolutely. And uh, more power to her, uh, as you have always done as well. So, listen, thank you so much.
1: Thank you very much indeed, Kieran.
0: The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.